Hi Savvy family, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and today we are having another chat and we just came off a panel where we talked with Bonnie and Natalie about menopause, perimenopause and postmenopause and kind of our experience going through it. And Marcy was on the panel and Marcy had, let's call it an aversion, <laughs> aversion to okay. you know, entering menopause and I wanted to continue the conversation because I think it's a really important one to have. And there's a couple of reasons, you know, as we were chatting after that Marcy kind of came to the realization of is maybe it could be because of this. So Marcy, why don't you, you know, tell your story really quickly and then let's talk, let's jump into it and okay. talk about why you think that is. Well, for me, for my story, I battled body image and eating disorder issues from the time I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And it took me until my mid thirties to feel uh, comfortable with myself and to stop being controlling over if worrying about everything I was feeling and, and how I looked mm. and what I had to eat and what I had to drink. And here, all of a sudden, uh, I, I'm being told that my body is going to be out of control again, mm. that um, I have to watch my diet and that uh, to, to expect the unexpected when it comes with weight changes. And I thought, I don't want to have to deal with that again. It mm -hmm. took me so long to not spend so much energy yeah. worrying about my body that here I'm going to have to worry about my body again. So I'm, yeah. I'm feeling kind of rebellious mm. about it. Are you feeling a little bit anxious about it, you'd say? Sure. I'm yeah. feeling anxious about it. It, I, it took me a long time to stop feeling anxious yeah. about my body and, and different things that was, were going on. And so the thought of having to do that again, I yeah, it, it's very uncomfortable. Mm. But I think it really is important to talk about. I think it's important to talk about with people that you trust and, and different women. I mean, I was talking yeah. to two women that I hadn't really had a conversations with before, and it was very enlightening because I also yeah. think what happens is you always think worst case scenario. So if you're told that you're going to get, you're going to experience, you could experience 50 different things. Mm. Uh, my brain thinks I'm going to experience 50 different things. And that's right. overwhelming. But when right. you see it more as these are the possible things, and you know what? Nothing, it's, it's, you'll survive and, and you'll get through it. And there's different, there's ways to get through it. It actually takes the fear from here. Mm -hmm. it, it brings it out, you deal with it, and then you can move on. Which I think is great. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? I know we've talked about it, you know, here and there when we did a great interview with Marcy and Tracy Peart. But talk a little bit about your story for those who haven't seen that video about growing up with an eating disorder and how you've really overcome it because you are an absolutely incredible person. And I do think, I mean, really, I mean, such a rock star. I know your story really well. And I think the important thing is how you've overcome it and how can we help other people? I mean, we talk about on this channel, we, we speak to women, all women, particularly over the age of, you know, in their forties and beyond. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel that your story really can even help people who are watching? Huh. Well, so like I said, so I, I developed an eating disorder when I was 17. It was from, um, I never had an issue with my weight. I was always fit and healthy and really confident. And then my older brother passed away um, when I was 17. He was 21. And at that age, I felt like my entire life was out of control. What's the one thing I could control was my body. And so I thought, um, I thought, you know, to, to be important in the world, to earn my space in the world, I had to be perfect. And to a 17-year-old girl, perfect meant beautiful and beautiful meant skinny. And plus it didn't help that while my parents and my friends were telling me I needed to eat to be healthy, I had the media and marketers telling me I needed to stop eating to be beautiful. Yeah. Now I always say that when I was seven, I thought I could do anything. And when I was 17, the only thing I thought worth being was skinny. Hmm. And that carried me through wow. for my entire life. And it really became my, I always say I had, I had developed a codependent relationship with my eating disorder yeah. because it, it was 
my go-to when life became way too scary and I couldn't focus on what was happening with any kind of trauma that happens, I could kind of hide behind my eating disorder. I could focus on how I looked. I could focus on what I was eating or what I wasn't eating. Um, When I had pain emotionally, I could, it was easier to focus on the pain in my stomach from either not eating enough or overeating than it was to deal with the pain, the emotional pain Mm -hmm. that I was dealing with. And it, it, and it's also, it's a type of thing, unfortunately, where the media and marketers and society as a whole, it kind of, it sounds weird, but it, it cheers you on in your right. disorder. So yeah. there was a time when I was, it, it, well, it, oh, it, you're thin, you're looking great. Yes. You look so skinny today. Yes. There would be times yeah. when I was bodybuilding a million years ago and I was not eating solid food and I was on a quarter cup of water a day, my trainer had, and I... I, would, I wouldn't sleep because I thought sleep was for lazy people. And I'd be walking to the gym at 2 o'clock in the morning and have people say, oh, my God, you're so dedicated. And I'm like, that's not dedication. That's an illness. That's yeah. a, but we're, we're cheered on for that. Yeah. So it's very hard to get well when people are cheering on your illness. Because mm-hmm. they're reinforcing, they're reinforcing how, what you're trying to look yes. like. They're reinforcing and you're like, oh, I'm just going to continue doing what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I remember going to family dinners um, and there would be relatives who would say, okay, let's watch what Marcy eats. Because oh she's, and I'm like, don't watch that. Because chances are, this is not an indication of how I really eat anyway. Right. Um, but it, 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 it followed me through for years. I mean, I, I, I was lucky enough to, to be able to have children, and, but, but it, it nearly destroyed me. It really became, yeah. thoughts of what I was eating, what I was going to eat, and what I had eaten, it was every minute of every day. And I finally, um, had given up on myself, but I had two young boys to raise and I, I thought they deserved better than what they had and I wanted to be there for them. Yeah. And I went into a treatment program and got my life back. But it's still challenging. And this is the thing. I under, as we, uh, yeah, it was great in my 30s. Um, but then when you get into your 40s and you have to deal with changes in your body again, it could be terrifying again and yeah. challenging. And we were saying, you know, when I'm now 49 and when I turned 47, actually even before that, I'd say from like 45 on, for me, when I started perimenopause, I would gain 10 pounds and I would lose 10 pounds and I would gain 10 pounds and I would lose 10 pounds. And I hear it from a lot of women who are in their 40s that weight gain is one of the first things that, well, there's a lot of things that they're experiencing, but weight gain is one of those things. And for me in particular, you know, it, it can be difficult. So, you know, I'm going to throw that back at you. And now you're saying, you know, kind of experiencing something similar. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you have? For well, well it's, it is challenging. I am dealing yeah. with that too. Yeah. And, and I have to also let go... I have to let go of trying to compare myself to the way I was even even two years ago because mm-hmm. my body's changing and I say this all the time. I, I, I say that I said this earlier. I'm not the same person emotionally and intellectually that I was a few years ago. Yeah. Thank God. That's where you grow and you evolve and evolve, you change. Yeah. So why would I expect to be the same person physically, especially because we use our bodies all the time? Yeah. So I I have to embrace that this is that I, I'm proud of who I was, Marcy, at 20. I'm proud who I was, Marcy, in my 30s. I overcame a lot, Marcy, in my 40s. I'm going to be 50 this year. I'm, I'm, I need to be proud of who I am. And I am. Like, I think I'm yeah. so much stronger and more outspoken. And, and I you like who are. I am. Well, yeah, you are. You are. I love Marcy. Marcy is awesome. <laughs> she definitely is. But, uh, yeah. So now I just have to own myself physically. So if I had to give advice to women who are going through menopause, perimenopause, um, with gaining weight, I, I would just say, relax about mm-hmm. it. It's take the pressure off. We're constantly putting pressure on ourselves. It's, it's, it's a new experience. We're going through a, a new phase. Yeah. Forget the old one. Forget it. Don't compare yourself to anything. Start something new. Find a new normal. And, and also to stop 
worrying about who this person is. Like we've earned this place. Yeah. Like you've earned this body. This, oh, is, yeah. this is a good thing. And who cares what size it is? Like we've changed so much. We're so, I find us as we get older, we're so much more interesting mm-hmm. that like only that, who cares yeah. if you go up a few sizes in your jeans? Yeah. Who cares? Throw away those old pair of jeans Forget that it. haven't fit you for like yeah. years, but you're keeping them in your closet because what if one day I fit back like, into oh them? My God. And who it's cares? like, do a clearing. I mean, I think that's the other thing about turning 50. It's like, it's like almost permission to be able to like start fresh, right? Start anew. Yeah. Get rid of like, you know, what you don't wear, what you haven't worn in so long. And I'll tell you, to be very honest with you, yeah. I had taken a picture for something and I posted it and then I looked at myself and I, the first thought in my head was, wow, I'm whiter than I'm mm. used to. And I put my, I put my finger on like where I thought I should be for like a second and thought, and then I caught myself and went, why? Wait, why? Why should I be fit? Why? Like it really, I really was questioning that. Like, am I, would I be more interesting if I was smaller? Would I be funnier? Would I be happier? What? No. So yeah. why do I care about the size? I, I, it baffled my mind. I'm glad. See, that's the difference with recovery. It's I was like going to say out of it. Right. So, it's, and, I, and I think it's also being forgiving on yourself if you even have those feelings, but it's like, how quickly are you getting out of those feelings? Right. right? And not sticking to them and then acting upon them. Well, that's it. Was and I happier thing, when I was, you know? when I was smaller? No. You yeah. know, uh, was I, is, is, did I feel more secure? Was I safer in my life? No. The right. only thing I was, was smaller. Right. Where's the benefit of that? So, yeah. you know, I, I have to just kind of, Wherever my life takes me, if my life is going in a great direction, then wherever my body goes, that's where it's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. we have to try, we have to stop, we have to work with our bodies, not fight against them all the time. And mm-hmm. every time we fight to go back to a different size, we're fighting against our bodies. It never works. Right. Work with it. You know, I was listening to something this morning and they were saying, you know, everything starts with self-love. Mm-hmm. And loving ourselves, and that's a hard concept for some people. And, and if you agree, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. You know, basically anything that we're talking about, or if you have other thoughts and you know things that you would like us to talk about, please leave them in the comments. But I was listening to this person talk, and they were saying it all starts with self love. And then you're kind of like, what is self love? Because mm-hmm. that's a hard one, right? Like, is it self love still when you're looking at a picture and you're like, oh, I should be this? But you love yourself in so many other ways. So what is that definition of self love, and how can we? help women, especially when they get into perimenopause and menopause and all these changes are happening in their body, you've got to kind of like really understand what that self-love means and being gentle with ourselves. And I think that's so important. That's what it is. I think because it would mean different things to different people. Yeah. I think the problem with women, uh, not problem with women, but I think the problem that women have have faced and dealt with is that oftentimes we still feel guilty Mm-hmm. If we put ourselves first with anything, mm-hmm. well, raising families, everyone That's else it. comes That's before our us, right. right? So I think any and it's also just a thing in society. You know, it's it's she's got attitude if she walks around like she owns a place. No, you know what? We should walk around like we own the place. <laughs> all of us own this. I own my space. Yes. you know, and I think that there's power lean in, in your space. Cheryl Sandberg, right? Yeah. It's all about leaning yeah. in, which I love. So that I book. really, but it's what you said to me. Yeah. The idea of self love is really about patience. It really just be kind to yourself. Hundred percent. I could it. not agree. And that more. could mean that yeah. could mean. Going to the gym, that can mean not going to the gym. That yeah. can mean eating better. That can mean letting yourself have something. Like it's, it's, there's no rules. Yeah. And that's like, and that, that's one of the things that I love about getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, there used to be all this stigma around, there are all these things going around when you, once you turn 50, you can't do this, you can't do it. Whereas now yeah. I think it's all about 
we can do whatever we want anything. and it's up to us. You know, I'll tell you something. I remember being uh, a volunteer at a physio place with at a senior's home and there was a woman there and I would work in the physio and she came down, she was a hundred years old oh, and I will never oh. forget her because she came down, she was always really well put together and they say, Mrs. Jones, it's time to do your exercises. And she'd say, I don't want to. And they'd say, you have to. She goes, I'm a hundred. <laughs> I don't have to. You're and they're like, they're like, no, you really, she's like, I'm a hundred. I don't have to do anything. And I thought, I want to be her. Like that's amazing (laughs) because that's what it is. It's, it's, I don't, I don't have to do any, if it doesn't make you feel good. Just to conform because society, societal pressure says that we have to do it. We don't have to. And are are all the people who are doing whatever it is happy? Yeah. Probably not. So you have to find your own path. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. You know, for people who are currently, let's say having some issues with, their body image, how can you, what, what can you give them? Like maybe it's a mantra, maybe it's a, you know, a piece of advice, something that's helped you along the way. Can you share something with them that can give them that little bit of like something to think about, you know, something to be like, okay, so here I am struggling with this right now. Mm-hmm. How can I pull myself out of it? Because I was, you know, you and I had the conversation that, you know, it took you several times to pull yourself out mm-hmm. of it and it's going back and forth. And again, being gentle with ourselves because we might have that teeter totter. Right. And that's okay too. So is there anything that you can give them to give them a little bit of, of hope or to yeah. give them a little bit of that, that spark of like, okay, like it's going to get better. Uh, well, it is going to get better. It does get better. I think, um, the, it's the freedom that first of all, what to look forward to is a freedom. There's a freedom. I used to say, I used to think that getting recovery meant that I was going to wake up every day and think I look amazing. That's not how it works. The difference is the freedom that I can go, uh, I don't, you know, maybe today I don't look amazing. Sometimes I do. I think I look amazing. But if I don't, I still go out in the world. And I think my advice, and, and it, it may sound strange, but my advice, this, it's such an isolating issue. Eating disorders, body image issues, it's very, very isolating. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't feel, you know how many parties and social events and work things I missed because I didn't feel I looked good enough? Wow. It's incredibly That's isolating. so true. Incredibly isolating. Yeah. You don't leave your room, never mind your house. I mean, I started again when I was 17. I don't know the opportunities. I can't even imagine the opportunities. Yeah. And the people I missed out on. My thing is always connect. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're in your pajamas and you go to the, the go across the street to the grocery store to buy yourself a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Connect with someone else. The minute that you're getting out of your head and out of your little space, and you connect because yeah. oftentimes somebody else. And I've had this. That one of the days I I was going through something really terrible, and I just I I snapped myself out of it, and the whole time my whole life changed. Was I was in a binge phase, and I was at the grocery store, and I was crying and I just felt like a, such a failure and the the woman at the cash out um she said she was tired and I said I'm tired and she's like you you're always so full of energy and you you look great and she and I I felt like she was talking about somebody completely different like how she saw me so your persona that you were giving off was completely but it was, different but it was real like it, and it, I wasn't faking it I just she just saw something in me hmm. that I didn't and it but I, I walked away from there and I thought I guess I'm not this horrible beast of a person that I think I am like it was this amazing thing and I realized okay there's 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 a spark there that Mm -hmm. I thought was gone that's still there and I I started to fan the flames of that and it completely so it's I think it's so important to connect even it call a friend even because you're really not going to feel like it connect with someone to get out of your our world comes so small I definitely agree and you know it's it's interesting that you say that because I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about 
you know, we see ourselves sometimes so differently than other people see us and like what you're saying. And we wanted to come up with this thing. We're like, okay, if you're having a down day, and even if you're not, do it when you're not having a, a down day, because then when you do have a down day, you can kind of go back and ask them to, you know, name 10 things about you that, that are awesome, that mm-hmm. they love about you, because we're so tied, like we're so close to ourselves that sometimes yes. we don't see the things that everybody yeah. else sees. So 10 things, write them down in a piece of paper and then literally like stick them on your, stick them on your fridge or a bulletin board or anywhere in your phone. So that way, when you are feeling a little bit down one day, you can go back and be like, right. Okay. She thinks I'm awesome because I right. ask them to get specific because for me, it's about the specifics, not that like, oh, you're such a nice person. What did I do to make you yes. feel that I'm like, that I'm a nice person. And that's what I think is so, that's so important that it reminds us that like, yeah, I'm pretty kick butt, you know, like I'm a, I've, I've accomplished a lot, like even from an accomplishment standpoint, like, and I get caught up in this sometimes it's like, oh, I haven't done enough. I want to do more. Right. Right. And then it's like, well, wait a second. I should write down everything that I've accomplished and be like, man, yeah. I've actually done a lot more because right. in our minds we don't see that. So I think it's an important thing to, well, think it's, about. it's also so amazing that we, uh, that we put so much, I put so much, it didn't matter I what we I accomplished, all do. Yeah. I put so much on this. So when, yeah. when, if you're telling me that you think I'm an amazing person and I'm so helpful, that reminds me that it's not, it's, it doesn't matter how my hair looked today. It doesn't yeah. matter it's if like, my jeans yeah. were tight because I'm still helping yeah. and I'm still a good person. And yeah. there's a lot of power in that. You know, I want to go back to something you said before. You're like, I wouldn't go to parties because I didn't feel great in, um, you know, in certain things that I was wearing. And I think that's an important point to make, especially, you know, I know myself, there have been times when I did, I was like, oh my, you know, everything's so tight on me. I don't feel good. And then I'm thinking, well, I think I just need to buy bigger jeans. Right. And that's why I had to do that the other day. <laughs> right. I, said, oh, I did. And I said, I've gained some weight. I got to get a bigger. And it's not a negative thing. No. It's just a factual it's, it's thing. It's factual. It's reality. It's, I think what's negative is that we're still trying to fit into those you old say, jeans. You say, I, you know, I, I'm embarrassed because I, that, that's a problem. But no, like the fact is, <laughs> bigger jeans. Okay. And they're really comfortable. So that was it. <laughs> Marcy, is there anything you'd like to share, you know, before we wrap up about body image and um, anything that you'd love to leave um, those who are watching our video? Well, I would say this. I would say this. We have spent years, men and women, um, being inundated with messages from society and the media and marketers telling us we're not good enough. When is it time? Like, when is the time for us to own our size, our age, our attitude? Our now Now. is the time. Now, don't wait. Don't wait. Now is the time to own it. Own who you are, work it, and that's there's yeah. freedom. It's liberating. Do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. I love it, and that's a great way to end it. Oh, hashtag own your age. Own your age. Own your age. Own your body. Own everything about you because self love is very important. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Marcy. Thank you Thanks for, for uh, having me for the chat today, <laughs> and thank you all for watching. And please subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell because we want to make sure that you are notified every single time that we post a video because we are going to be doing this all the time. Be well.